Hello and welcome to the School Safety News Podcast. I'm Amanda Klinger. And I'm Dr. Amy Klinger. And we're with the Educators School Safety Network. We're a national nonprofit organization and we provide school safety training and resources and technical assistance to K-12 schools and to institutions of higher ed throughout the United States and Canada. We have two different podcasts and if you're coming to us from our School Safety Free Period podcast, this podcast, the School Safety News Podcast, is a little bit more serious well, quite a bit more serious, but we do still talk about what's happening in school safety, recent developments, and sort of what you need to know to sort of be, keep yourself in the loop when we're talking about doing the work of school safety. So what do we have today? Well, today I want to talk a little bit about thwarted plots because that is an issue that is very prominent so far this school year and oftentimes doesn't receive the media coverage that maybe puts it on everyone's radar. So the reason that we have all this information and all what you're about to talk about, we do research into school-based violent incidents and threats. It started out as research into school-based bomb incidents and threats, and then for the last year, and then this year, we have expanded that scope to include all types of violent incidents and threats based at schools. And so we monitor this. You can find our mid-year report, and you can find our reports for past years on our website, which is www.eschoolsafety.org and all of the data that you're, I think, about to talk about comes from our research in that regard. Right, and in our second year of this sort of more comprehensive data, we continue to sort of refine and add additional things. And so we've really, this year, sort of started looking at the idea of thwarted plots, which we are seeing a significant number of between August and January of this particular school year. We have 14 different thwarted plots. And, and let's take a second and sort of define, you know, I guess if you want to be very literal, you could say anytime a kid says, I'm going to shoot up the school, and we say, no, you're not, that's a thwarted plot. But that's not how we are defining them. We're looking at those plots that exhibit a couple of things. Um, it's a situation where the individual has exhibited very specific planning and preparation behaviors not just ideation, as in I'm talking about it, but they have actually taken steps to implement a potential shooting or a potential attack. And in most of these cases, weapons have been secured when the investigation has been completed. So it's they, not, have, they have acquired meaning weapons. Meaning that there is not just the, the motive, but also the means to do that. Okay. So it's not just a discussion about it, but it's actually putting the pieces in place to move forward with an attack. And I think it's sort of maybe important to sort of talk briefly, you talked about ideation and planning, and those are sort of those four steps on the targeted violence continuum. So you have ideation, which is, you know, wouldn't it be cool if I did this or I should perpetrate something like this? Planning, which is, okay, well, what would I need to do to make that happen? I want to blow up the school. What would I need to do? What would I need to buy? What would I need to make? Um, preparation, where would I put a bomb? How could I get it into the school? Um, and actually doing, and then, and then you transition from this sort of planning into actual physical, tangible mm-hmm. things that you begin to so do. So preparation typically is acquiring weapons, acquiring the things to make explosives, and then implementation is can can look like walking into a school and setting down a bomb, walking into a school and starting to fire a weapon. So when we talk about you know thwarted plots or when we talk about any of these school-based violent incidents and threats, it's sort of it's I think helpful to look at it through that sort of continuum of ideation, planning, preparation, and implementation. So and when we're talking about fourteen of them just this school year, we're talking about fourteen where people had the means, they had the motive, they had the means, they had discussed, but they had also 
begun to plan and prepare and had things. And so let's just real quickly talk about them. Um, we've had a couple of them um, that were involving bombs where people had bomb making materials where they had, the in one case in Washington state, the individual had the bomb in his backpack wow. at school and had four more at home. Um, we had an incident in Florida just a few weeks ago where the individual had a handgun and rifles, a rifle in his room. Sometimes they had one in individual had the weapons in his car at school. So when we're, again, talking about thwarted plots, we're talking about people that have moved very far down the path towards um, implementation. And these things are coupled with very specific, tangible, credible threats. It's not just a kid that has a gun in his room. It's a kid who has talked about perpetrating a school shooting and then that comes to the attention of law enforcement and then they find a gun in his room. Yeah, and it's and very it's interesting that most of these, although not all of, they won't reveal all the time, law enforcement is not saying exactly how they came to know about some of these things. Mm -hmm. um, but the one that I want to focus on in particular just occurred um, this past Friday, the 26th of January in Pennsylvania, where an individual was making verbal comments on the school bus about perpetrating a shooting. A student reported that, and it was it's, and this 14-year-old male was found to have a rifle, a shotgun, machetes, knives, and pistols all in his bedroom. So he had this arsenal of things mm -hmm. combined with this conversation, the, these things that he was saying. Mm -hmm. And when you go back and look at some of these, most of the time they are some sort of verbalization, whether it's through social media, they're verbalizing it, or they're mm -hmm. saying it to someone. But there is, again, just as we've seen in the Safe School Initiative study, there is a tendency for these individuals to tell people what it is they're intending to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that really, there's a, there's a couple of takeaways that I'd like to, I, I think, just sort of briefly discuss. Yeah, well, and, I, but, and before you talk about the ones from this year, I think it's important to note that we have seen thwarted pl plots in our research before. It's not that this is just a new thing that's come across our radar this year, but I think you wanted to talk about it specifically because of just really the drastic increase in the number yeah. of thwarted plots this year. So we've always had thwarted plots. That's, you know, that's been the case you know, since Columbine, probably since before Columbine, that we've had, you know, thwarted plots. And that's great because that means that's, you know, one less attack on a school. But we are seeing this really, really, you know, quick uptick this school well, year. And, what's, and, and so I guess that begs the question, are you seeing more of these thwarted plots because people are more aware and they are reporting it and you're foiling more plots? Or is it that there are more plots in general, that the rate of picking up on these things has not necessarily increased, but there's just more of them. And I suppose the answer is probably a little bit of both. Yeah, I think there is more of an awareness. So we mm -hmm. do have a tendency to pick up on these a little more. But the flip side of that is there clearly is an uptick in incidents. You know, we're looking at our almost a 50% increase. Our research bears that out. Just in this school year. Right. And so clearly that that would correlate to, to an uptick in the number of thwarted plots. Um, and, and I think that the other sort of common denominator of these is this discussion about Columbine. You see a lot of discussion about Columbine and a lot of quote-unquote Columbine-esque sort of things. We're going mm -hmm. to use a weapon. We're going to use a bomb. We're going to have, we have very specific people that we want to target, or we just want to make everybody suffer 
sort of a thing and mm -hmm. even specific references to that and the the demographics are pretty typical as well almost all of them are male though you have one female um, that was involved in the very serious bomb plot in Georgia in the fall with the male with the male yeah. mm -hmm. um, but all of the other ones are males between the ages of 12 and 19 mm -hmm. um, so they you know it's it's very typical of what we see so I guess there's there, there's really two takeaways here one is this notion that we think that there is no predictive, no way to predict this, you know, you're going to have this school shooting and it's just going to be so random and you're never going to have any idea, which to a certain extent may be true. But we can see here these individuals in these 14 instances mm -hmm. were essentially leaving behind a trail a breadcrumb trail begging someone to stop them from perpetuating this event. So it's really more a function of are we listening? Are we picking up on these signs? Have we trained our people to know what to look for? Um, you know, do we have an awareness of some of the commonalities? Have we created an environment where students who maybe are observing these behaviors of concerns are able to talk to the right person and that when they, you know, do disclose that information that we know what to do with it? With it. And I know that we always, um, I feel like we always tend to talk about threat assessment and management, and I, I think that's where you're getting with this, is threat assessment can pick up on some of these kids because, you know, with, in the research that we see, you know, we have these incredible quantity of threats, many, many, many of which are idle threats, things that people say, oh, well, it was a joke. And so, you know, obviously, you know, we can have the discussion of you can't joke like that, but that's not a serious threat. And so, you know, a large quantity of these threats are just idle threats. They are not substantive threats. But when we talk about thwarted plots, some of these threats are potentially, you know, have the have the possibility to escalate into something more. And so threat assessment is a great way to be able to, to a great way to parse out who are the kids that we need to be concerned about and what are we going to do about them versus who's the kid that just is making a joke that, you know, and we'll deal with that with a discipline consequence. You don't make jokes like that, but we need to be able to parse out who are the kids that we need to be really concerned about and who are the kids that we need to have a discussion, a stern discussion with about the jokes that you don't make. Right. Well, and I think the other takeaway that from these 14 plots is if, you know, many, many people, if I said, oh, there's a thwarted plot, everybody believes it was a shooting. These were not. More mm -hmm. than half of these were looking at bombs as a weapon of choice or, or a combination, a combination yeah. of, um, and also knives, machetes, I mean, all kinds of things. So we can't assume it's just this very straightforward the kid doesn't have access to a gun, so therefore he can't possibly be a problem. Right. As opposed to, you know, you've got individuals that, that in all of these, all of them under the age of 18, who had bomb-making materials and completed bombs in their homes right. um, in several of these cases. So I think it's really critical um, to expand our awareness and our training because again, if the thwarted plot is you, the administrator, see a weapon, okay, I, you, I see a gun, I know potentially how to respond to that. But when you're looking at the individual with a bomb in his backpack, right. do our folks know what to do with that? Are they going to be picking that up? Are they going to be opening that backpack? You know, so there's a whole sort of subset of response capabilities that from our experience, people don't have right. because there just isn't the bomb 
training available to schools that there needs to be. And if people do have training about bombs, it's just about threats. It's always a threat, always a threat, never never incident. And I think the confluence in these thwarted plots, and I think the, the rate that you're seeing, such a high rate of them involving uh, incendiary devices or bombs, I think also harkens back to that sort of fixation uh, on the cultural lexicon of Columbine. You know, if, if you're not super familiar with Columbine, you might think well, it was a shooting event, and it primarily was. But if these kids, these folks who are very invested and very well-versed in what happened in Columbine know that it was supposed to be a bomb event, that it was supposed to be that they had, you know, they had two very large propane bombs which failed to properly detonate, but they intended to blow up, I mean, literally blow up the school, and the guns that they had were really their backup plan for anyone that wasn't killed in the initial explosion. So these kids who are, you know, idolizing the the killers at Columbine and idolizing that plot and that plan, you know, you and you just sort of see this in reading of people who are talking about doing Columbine right mm-hmm. and doing justice for Columbine and you know doing Columbine the way it was intended. And so I think that's why you see such a large, in, you know, frequency of those involving bombs or and a combination of guns and bombs. Yeah. So I, I think the you know it's really important for us to understand and really look at what we're seeing with these these significant number of plots. Um, and it's concerning to, uh, to me as uh, we look at the first half of the school year having this significant amount of, of potential plots out there. And it speaks to the need for training and vigilance and a climate that allows for disclosure and a whole variety of things that um, school administrators need to concern themselves with. I guess the overriding concern being this isn't a law enforcement issue. There is no law enforcement guy wandering around in these schools talking to kids to find out if they have bombs. It's teachers and administrators Mm -hmm. and students who are finding and uncovering these. Now, law enforcement is involved in an investigation sense down the line, but that initial, what's happening here and this is weird, is not coming from law enforcement. It's coming from school stakeholders. And I think it's probably important to note that, you know, with these thwarted plots and to a certain extent with some of the the threats that are legitimate, serious threats, substantive threats, the only difference between a thwarted plot and something where there's a fatality is time, how much time elapsed, because these kids are on this path and they have set this path out for themselves. And, and we know this, you know, from past events, you know, look at the shooting in Arapaho, you look at the timeline, you know, that the, the killers at Columbine had put out for themselves. This is not, you know, that, well, I'm going to change my mind and I'm not going to do that. And, and maybe that happens sometimes, but largely the difference between these thwarted plots and when we mark down an incident where there's an injury or a fatality is time, is whether this was brought and to the attention, picked it up. whether this was brought to the attention of, you know, adults and, 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 and law enforcement you, and, and educators or not. And it makes you wonder and be concerned about the kids that are out there right now, Yeah, that the clock is ticking and we're not picking up on yeah. them. Uh, I realize that's not the most uh, uplifting and, and fun that you've ever had, but it's important conversations and it's important information for you to know in the work that you do. If you do want a conversation that's a little bit more lighthearted and a little more fun, we do have the other podcast, The School Safety Free Period, where we do talk about legitimate school safety issues, but typically there's a, quite a bit of chuckling. At least I do. I think I do a lot of giggling. I don't you don't laugh that much. I do a lot of giggling some of the absurdity of the things that we come across. If you are looking for other resources, we have tons of resources and information, information about training. We talked about threat assessment. We have information about threat assessment training. We have training for uh, school folks on bomb incidents and threats. 
and we have lots of other resources and the research that we referred to. You can find all of that on our website, which is www.eschoolsafety.org. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can always reach out to us directly. The email address is info at eschoolsafety.org. Thanks.